0: watching players get cut is inhumane.
1: This is the Rich Eisen Show.
0: And there will not be those moments on Hard Knocks.
1: Like, what are we doing? It shouldn't be up to him. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles.
0: It's his team. It's his facility.
1: It was not his show. The Rich Eisen Show. Earlier on the show. Bucks running back, Rashad White. ESPN MLB insider Buster Only. Coming up. Author Greg Harden. And now... It's Rich Eisen.
0: Hour number three of the Rich Eisen Show on the air. Great chat with Buster Olney last hour. He does not think Otani's going to be on the move because Artie Moreno will not trade him. That is the owner of the Angels, and Buster Olney is one of the chief information individuals at the Worldwide Leader in Sports, certainly on the baseball side of things. If you missed that conversation, or hour number one of Rashad White with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, don't worry, we re-air on the Roku channel as soon as this hour is over. There's our YouTube page as well all of our social media our podcast through the cumulus podcast network wherever you want uh to get your podcasts we're right there all three hours of the rich Eisen show the rich Eisen show collection page a very fancy way to say the roku channel relationship that we have has a video on demand service you could watch us back whenever you want on that front as well 844-204-RICH is the number dial we're getting a lot of people calling in because uh i um I denigrated carrot cake <laughs> like Marshall Falk denigrated Kirk Cousins yesterday. Maybe uh, even worse. Maybe a little worse, huh? Yeah, because Nick at least Saban, Marshall
2: felt a little bad. You don't. It came up in the conversation <laughs>
0: with Nick Saban um, today uh, at the SEC Media Day saying that his favorite cake is carrot cake and it's not even close. Um, I said it's not even in my top 10. People are calling in 844 rich number to doll Uh, there's a poll question that's on our Twitter handle, uh, at Rich Eisen Show, correct, Chris? What do you got?
1: Correct. Uh, Carrot cake. Is it a top five cake? The gap is narrowed. What? No way is 55% absolutely top five, 45%. Carrot cake making a run. Words I never said into this microphone. Almost (laughs) 4,000 votes. Keep it coming. All right.
0: Yeah, I hit that with a little retweet there.
1: Who wins the NFC South, Rich? The Saints, 49%. Uh,
0: I just had a... Great conversation in a brief conversation in our green room with Greg Harden, the author of Stay Sane in an Insane World, How to Control the Controllables and Thrive. One of his many charges, Tom Brady, I think you've heard of him. Um, He is uh, the man who wrote the forward for this book. Um, And the University of Michigan athletic counselor, uh, Greg Harden, who has also helped counsel Desmond Howard, Charles Woodson, Michael Phelps. Mm. Um, he's won he a. Any good? He's won a. He's won a medal or two, yeah. um, and so he wants to uh, come out and talk about his book. And uh, we just had a nice brief chat. He goes, "We met uh, when you were an honorary captain." I told him I blacked out that weekend. You definitely did, I did and black it wasn't out because I had anything to drink. It's just because I just don't. I mean,
1: you were. You
0: know, I just remember that
1: weekend. You were just like floating. You weren't even walking. You were just hovering. Well, I mean, campus. I spoke to
0: the team and you, you, Ew. you, you I said win. I blacked out, I right? You, you okay. totally blacked That's out. That's on YouTube. It was awesome. But the, the moment <laughs> going out for the coin toss is not on YouTube. I don't think. And again, I was standing there. Um, I, I believe, that? hold on. I, I, I believe, um, um. Oh, uh, are four players, I believe. Uh, Booty, uh, the famous tight end there, who's now a Big Ten uh, network oh, announcer. No, Jake Butt. Jake Butt.
1: Butt Booty, Booty. Butt. That's same right. Same. That's uh, no, I, actually I just was I follow him.
0: I follow him on Twitter, and and his Twitter handle is Jay Booty. So that just came out that way. I know it's Jake Butt. Trust <laughs> Jake me, Butt. my kids loved. He's one of my Michigan's favorite. One of the kids' favorite players from Michigan.
2: Josh David. But Booty? Uh,
0: Jake Butt, and it was one of the four captains. And um, I went out there with them. And I remember Harbaugh saying, if, you know, we win the toss, we want to go, you know, we'll take the ball. And if we lose the toss, then we'll go that way. Okay. And he pointed in a certain direction. And I remember going out for for the, the coin toss. And I got, like, polite applause when my name was announced. But when it's polite applause times 105,000, it was the loudest cheer I've ever heard. There were so okay? many people. And it just blew me away. And I was just in a total zone. Like, I, I can't believe I, you know, I was... Left I left your was, body, like, right? Dude, I was... Yeah, I was in the 50-yard line of the big house where I went to school. And I covered the team in 1989 and Bo's last season of the 1990
1: campaign. Yeah, and that had and to just, be another buddy experience. it just... Couldn't believe it. It was pretty wild. We were standing on the sidelines. It started raining. They gave us rain gear. But I just remember, you know, being out there for the
0: toss, and I got snapped back into my body when it came time because we lost it, and it came time to ask which way we were going. And I think Jake Butt looked at me and goes, which way? And I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> me? Like, I didn't know I, I was the – like, you're the, ca- you're the captains of the team. And I literally as I'm now rolling back and I kind of went kind of like, you know, Enrico Palazzo called a strike and in the naked gun like went like that way? You know, like that thing. And you went higher register. And I honestly, on the walk back to the sideline of Jim Harbaugh, I'm sitting there thinking, This is the ultimate, you had one job as the honorary captain to get this right.
1: You're like, did I know it?
0: And I'm like, did I screw this up? Did I mess this up? And I'm thinking to myself, I'm panicking. I probably needed Greg Harden to keep me sane, walking back, (laughs) you know, and I remember Harbaugh had his hands on his khakis. He was already in game mode, staring, you know, down the field. And all of a sudden, I walked back to the sideline and he looks at me, snaps out of it, goes, hey, nice ovation. (laughs) And I'm like,
1: Oh, that was so intense.
0: <laughs> Did you guys win that game? Uh, oh, yeah. yeah, we we beat the breaks, as Dion would say, off of uh, Central Florida.
2: Oh,
1: okay, that was the year before they went undefeated.
0: The Griffin twins were, uh, were on the field that Shaquille day. Shaquille and Shaquem were 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 I met them.
1: Were they captains? They were. Yeah, Yeah, yeah.
0: And it was one of those many moments in my life when I went up to Shaquem when I saw him uh, at the combine. I'm like, hey, we met before. He goes, we have? I'm like, yeah, it was that
1: guy. <laughs> I was that guy. It was this person out here for the coin and toss. It was, oh, you were? <laughs> that was you? Oh, like I was the guy who said we're going this
2: way. <laughs> Why do you not remember me? He's like, you know you messed that up, right? <laughs> <laughs> right? Okay. Rashad White,
0: our number one, said... That he wants to be the first thousand yard rusher for the Buccaneers for the first time in a long time. He said he, I, th- I found that pretty cool for a kid in his second year saying that he studied Tampa Bay, the history yeah. of Tampa Bay running backs, and all stuff. He mentioned Doug Martin's name. That's yep. a good one. The Muscle, muscle Hamster. The Muscle Hamster, <laughs> one of the great nicknames ever, right?
1: Which he didn't like.
0: I know. Because it, it talked about his stature, his Goodness. height.
1: He knows how tall he is. Yeah, but you so want that, to be constantly reminded. I mentioned
0: it? Cadillac, remember
1: Cadillac Williams? Yeah, yeah. Williams and Ronnie Brown.
0: He met, yeah, man. Yeah, so man. uh that got us to thinking uh yesterday, actually, before he said this, you have you and uh Sean Mitchell, yep. Rich Eisen show digital platform coordinating producer.
1: Uh he and you came up with what idea do you have, so he right? He put here? up a graphic. so 16 players had a thousand yards last year. Okay. So 16 teams. So Fourteen teams have a thousand-yard rusher drought. Okay. So if you guys want to just varying lengths, if you want to just do the top ten, you have varying lengths. Okay. And we have, I have the teams, I have the players in front of me. Okay. We're gonna play a game. All right, and so TJ
0: and I are gonna see how many we can guess correctly. Correct. One of us will go first. Yep. If one of us, TJ, gets it correct, we then. Maintain possession. Okay.
2: Keep possession. So we're playing make it take it like we're playing one on one. Or, or it's like Family Feud. We go Just until we don't get okay. it right, and then you have a
0: chance to steal. So could, you could pass in theory. Then I'm not, I'm never going to pass. I'll <laughs> take a guess. I'd rather take a guess than not. Okay. Uh, each of us will have three opportunities to ask for which year is a hint. Sort of like you know the spelling be asking it in the form of a sentence. Sure. Okay. Adamanapia. Um, and whoever gets the most correct. Um, wins. wins. Wins, I don't know. Carrot cake. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, lose on I'm purpose. which means I'm, I'm going to tank. Lose on I'm going oh, to come on. Okay. Carrot
1: cake.
0: Um, let's get some uh what do you, what do you got some music? Got some Music, music. rich, okay. rich,
1: call it in the air.
0: Oh, you're going to flip the coin. Okay. Just like I'm honorary captain again. Well, uh um, that wasn't
1: in
2: the air, but you know. tails never
0: fails. What are what are you doing? You well, flip it Jay over. Jay
1: Felly gave me a Canadian 50 cent piece. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs>
2: It's what Did, was we just, what this, <laughs> Did we just what is this? Phil Did we just screw up a coin toss? Nah,
1: it's heads.
0: TJ, you're up. <laughs> okay, very good, very good. Give it some music. I like to receive. All right, first
1: up. All right, TJ, throw one out there. <laughs> Going prices right? Not. Uh... So I'm giving you the team. Yeah.
2: Yeah. How uh, I good. can't just throw something out? Right. All right. Uh the San Francisco 49ers. Last thousand yard rusher, TJ Jefferson. I have a chance to steal if you don't get this correct. The last thousand yard rusher. They didn't have one this past season, correct? That's th- that's the reason why they're
1: Yeah. That's why they're on the list. That's mix. why they're on the
2: list. <laughs> I'm stalling. I don't look for the time.
1: I understand. Uh we gotta go. Wow, oh, got a guest. Man, I'm uh, way too long. Come on. on. Do you want a hint? No, no, yeah. no, no hints. Okay. okay. Can you? You can ask the year if you want to use yeah, one give of those me three. Two thousand fourteen. 2014? fourteen.
2: The 2014.
1: 2014 49ers? They're the longest team without oh, wow. a. Why we got a buzz, man? This is. Yeah. We can't have dead need, air. Come on, five, TJ. Five seconds. Three, two. One. Sean McCoy, he didn't even play for him. Rich right Eisen, there. for the steal.
2: Frank Gore. Correct. Thank you. Ah. See, I thought he was gone. The, the inconvenient truth. truth. I should have just went with my first
1: thought. Okay. Rich Eisen, nope. it's your board. Uh, okay, thank you. We just talked to Tampa Bay Bucks running back Rashard White. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers have not had a thousand-yard runner in quite some time. Who was that person? Um...
0: I will go with the aforementioned Doug Martin.
1: Correct. Thank you.
0: 2015. Thank you. Doug Martin. Oh, I'm off 2-0, and I still have
1: all three of my
0: what year is it? Pre. Rich uh, Eisen, uh, control
1: the board. I uh, Control the board, yes. We talked about them to start the show, the New York Jets. The New York
0: Jets. Oh, Not had a
1: 1,000-yard rusher in quite some time, your guess. I'm
0: going to go with Rich Eisen's show favorite, Thomas Jones.
1: And. Oh, uh.
0: T.J. Jefferson,
1: the New York Jets.
2: Okay, I'm going to have to ask you for the year. 2015. 2015. You know, I don't know anyone on the Jets. uh, Jets. Oh, my God. Goodness gracious. He doesn't get any. Three,
1: two, one. What do you got? chris ivory chris ivory that's right that is okay wow that one i think that's a deep cut might be the hardest one on this list okay yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, i thought so i was prepared I, for this i know so i
0: maintain possession I and
1: the board is back to you okay i'm up two to nothing we're I, three I, I, guesses in I what did you I cheated. the arizona cardinals
0: the arizona cardinals last thousand yard rusher uh, I'll ask for the year on this one.
1: 2016.
0: 2016. 2016. Thousand yard rusher for the Arizona Cardinals. Oh my goodness gracious! Um, in five. Uh, um, three. Um, mm, two. I'll go Chase one. Edmonds. I know I'm wrong. Eh. What do you got, TJ? TJ
1: Jefferson, 2016 Arizona Cardinals.
0: Wow! This is amazing that we can't get it right. My
1: goodness, I thought you guys might get this one. Okay, Uh, he was uh, the favorite number one overall fantasy pick one year. Oh, of course, David Johnson. David Johnson. Okay, okay, very good. What's next? What's next? Rich Eisen, still your board. The Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins last thousand
0: yard rusher. Wow. It's been a while. Okay, uh, I'll 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 go back in the day. I'll go Ronnie Brown. Good guess. Incorrect. T.J.
1: Jefferson.
2: You've got
0: two Miami your, Dolphins. You've got two. Of
2: your guesses left. Ricky Williams.
1: Uh, no, <laughs> incorrect.
2: Okay. 2016. Jay Ajay. Jay Ajayi. We're really not doing these running backs any I service think I saying that. Are you a friend that we
0: should phone? Rich okay, still, give, me, still give me NFL Films music oh, here, please. It? Like, it's enough. Still I feel like uh, I can't board. believe it's not butter. Uh, okay, what do you got over there? You're bored, Rich. Yeah. The
1: Buffalo Bills.
0: Buffalo Bills, last thousand yard rusher um, is, uh, uh, I got it, uh, Fred Jackson. Incorrect.
2: Oh, that was my guest. <laughs> um, it wasn't Fred. He never ran
1: for a thousand yards. Or He, wasn't he might have, one. but he wasn't the last one. Okay. Huh.
2: TJ Jefferson. I mean, I might as well ask for the year. 2017. 2017. Buffalo Bills. Buffalo Bills. Oh, I thought
1: I got that right. You were very confident. Man. I was. Which, I, Sean Lynch. which I appreciate. Oh, I, no, that's not 2017. Uh, incorrect. Shady. <gasps> I LeSean, think I would too. LeSean McCoy, ah. 2017. Okay. This segment's not working out too well. No, I same. really I thought I got you were going to get
0: these. How many do we got left here? Three? Uh, let's see. We got three, uh, four left. Okay. okay. Uh, uh, I still can maintain to crawl the board because TJ's terrible at this I'm game. Not, not, <laughs> uh, Rich,
1: Rich Eisen. Yeah. <laughs> the now Los Angeles Chargers. Their last thousand-yard rusher. Their last thousand-yard rusher. Hmm. This might work better if I give you guys hints. Okay, what do you got? Uh, he famously rejected a contract extension.
0: Famously rejected a contract extension. Oh, Melvin Gordon.
1: Melvin Gordon. Okay, very <laughs> good. That's number, th- I number got three. I'm going to 2017. that one. In 2017. Okay. Would, uh, I maintain control of the board. Maintain control of the board. The Kansas City Chiefs. Kansas City Chiefs last 1,000-yard
0: rusher. We mentioned him yesterday, Kareem Hunt. Correct. Okay, that's four. To
1: now uh he led two? the league
0: in rushing. Yes. He led
1: the league in rushing that year
0: Yeah, as a rookie. 2017, yeah. Uh the
1: New, the, the New Orleans Saints.
0: The New Orleans Saints last thousand yard rusher. Is it tomorrow's guest, uh Mark Ingram? It is. Thank you very much.
2: I'm getting all the ones you get. And I can't get any <laughs> of uh, two uh,
1: Maintaining control of the position's <laughs> Uh the Los Angeles Rams.
0: Los Angeles Rams last thousand yard rusher. I know this one. Uh you want to take it? TJ yeah. for the
1: steal. Todd Gurley, He's Todd Gurley, Gurley, correct. Right, yeah, yeah. 2018. Yep. How about the Carolina Panthers?
0: Well, I, I I could have said Gurley and kept
1: control of the board. You could have. T.J. Jefferson,
2: Carolina Panthers. I'll you know you did kind of just I'll give me that one. So go ahead. McCaffrey, Christian
1: McCaffrey, uh-huh. correct.
2: Right. Houston Texans.
0: Houston Texans. Um, is someone, it Aaron Foster? This might
1: be a little tougher. Right? Aaron Foster. No, there was someone after him. Aaron Foster. Someone after
2: Aaron Foster. Not Damian Pierce.
1: No, no, he didn't have a thousand
2: last year,
0: but he will this year.
2: You
1: will this so, year,
0: yeah.
2: Carlos Hyde, Carlos Hyde,
0: holy Buckeye Batman, Carlos Hyde. <laughs> How about the Denver Broncos? Their last
1: thousand-yard rusher. Um, he did it in his rookie season. Am I correct? If I'm not mistaken. Okay, Philip Lindsay.
0: Okay, Philip Lindsay. Lindsay. Remember that TD gave him his thirty. Yep, the kid ran ran wild. All yep. right, last
1: one. The Baltimore Ravens. The last thousand-yard rusher for the Baltimore Ravens.
0: Um, would have to be Gus. Did Gus do it?
1: Gus so, Edwards. Sometimes the obvious answer is to correct oh, one. Was it Lamar? Lamar Jackson. Okay. See, I mean, I knew that
2: one. There we go. Interesting. Interesting. That was, that was tougher. We we really didn't do a. a we kind of did a disservice to these running backs
1: when we we're saying how important they are, and then we
2: can't even name it. Last for the
1: past names on here. I mean, Brees Hall. I, I would think get a thousand yards this year. There they are. Right.
0: He's the last ones. LaShawn McCoy is the last Buffalo build around for 1,000 oh, yards. I think
1: Christian McCaffrey would get it this year for the 49ers. Forgot.
0: Remember David Johnson came in and Arians put oh, him in goodness. there, and he was just a house of fire. Everyone took was,
1: him number one in fantasy, yeah. and then he hurt his hand yeah. and missed most of the year. And then
0: that's how the, the uh, Cardinals acquired uh, DeAndre Hopkins. Yep. They flipped him to, tex- to to the Houston Texans.
1: And his career was kind of never the same. Oh,
0: I started off with Gore and Martin, 1-2. And took me, it took me a while to finish it up. But um, thanks for playing, TJ Jefferson. Do we have a photograph of TJ's? Uh...
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's funny.
0: I should have just cheated. That was like a double over. That's how bad he was at that.
2: Oh, you got the easier ones. I'm oh, sorry. And had that coin toss been flipped a different way, this game would have went. Was, I would have had uh, an, I an American, American. coin. Jeez. <laughs>
0: that was like, you got to start. No, you I blanked did? on free Yeah, you, you blanked. You didn't even give an answer on the 49ers and I went Frank Gore. That's
2: my gosh, saying. That
0: was like master key. <laughs> <laughs> Difference being I actually okay. looked this time. Greg Harden sitting in the in the green room saying, he's well, really? "What am I doing?" What? Oh, yes.
2: I wonder what his favorite cake is.
0: Well, Wolverine cake.
2: <laughs> Let's talk O'Reilly Auto
0: Parts people, or as you might know from their jingle Oh, oh, O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, we're live on the Roku channel. Our radio audience returns So the first of two times I say hello to the author of Stay Sane in an Insane World, How to Control the Controllables, and thrive. And I've heard of the guy who wrote the forward. His name is Tom Brady, Uh, the author and longtime Michigan athletic counselor, Greg Harden here on The Rich Eisen Show. Good to see you.
3: Good break. to see you, young man.
2: <laughs>
0: Good. I mean, um, you know, you and I were talking back there. And, um, you know, last time I guess we crossed paths was when I was there. By the way, it's seven years ago. Seven yes, seven years ago, ago, sir. When I was you the honorary, honorary captain. captain. When when Harbaugh asked me to do that, I you know, I was bowled, bowled over, blown away. Because when I first showed up on campus in 1986, Jim was... Was the senior quarterback, you know, saying we're going to go win the Rose Bowl and probably pissing Bo off, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and he was my first quarterback really at Michigan. So for him to be the coach and say, "Hey, do you want to be honorary captain?" I was I was blown away. That yeah, was
3: great. Yeah, yeah. But that was a special day, and uh, as a matter of fact, I've got rumors about that day. <laughs> I don't uh, know. In fact, I heard that you did a stand-up comedy routine. Yeah. For the. Uh,
0: Well, now that wasn't on that day. That was was at the Rose Bowl um, against Texas. Out here? Out here.
3: Oh, my God. Yeah, where that Lloyd Carr more, 2004 asked me. To, or five that's or exactly some... when it was. Come on, man. And I, met,
0: and I met Bo before the game. It was Bo just before he passed. Oh. Was that that? But man. yes, I did stand. It might have been the last time I ever attempted to do that. <laughs> but as you know, I can't really say no to a Michigan football coach, and that's what Lloyd asked me to do. And I'm like, you really want me to do it? And he said, yep. So I did it. Oh my gosh. It's funny. You're uh, obviously you've got a sharp brain. That's for darn sure. Greg Harden is here on the Rich Eisen show. We're talking about his new book back here on the Rich Eisen show, Roku channel live stream, along with what we're talking about on the radio, the author of stay sane in an insane world, how to control the controllables and thrive. Greg Harden here on the Rich Eisen show. And I say, go blue to you, sir. To kick things off. Go blue. How did you wind up on the campus, of the university of Michigan?
3: Uh, I was minding my own business, mm-hmm. uh, working as a clinical therapist at a hospital called Bayer Memorial Hospital in Ypsilanti, Michigan. Right down the road? and Washington uh, County? Yes, sir. Yes. And I got a call from a, a physician asking me if I would come and do a uh, speech on alcohol and drugs mm-hmm. for the team. And I said, oh, thank you for calling, but no. No, thank you. Mm-hmm. So well, why is that? And I shared with him that... Uh, you're asking me to do a twenty, forty minute rah rah, we love you, just say no speech mm-hmm. to the team so you can mark a box. I say, I don't that doesn't work and I don't do it. Mm-hmm. Says, Yeah, but it's Michigan. I say, yeah, I love Michigan. <laughs> but it's Michigan football. I love Michigan football. But no, thank you. I appreciate it. I can give you the names of some people who might be eager and willing. No one says no to Michigan football. Mhm. So he goes back and shares with his uh, boss. His boss happens to be Shimbeckler. And Shimbeckler <laughs> says, Who is this guy? I wanna meet him. Well, I'm young and dumb at the time and I say, Hell, I wanna meet him. <laughs> and I got twenty one questions for him. Mm-hmm. You know, because if you're talking about uh preventing and, and, and dealing with the issue of alcohol and drugs, mm-hmm. uh then The speech. Here's a hand. This is the whole program. This is the speech. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And if you can't tell me what would happen if a kid raised his hand after this fantastic speech and said, oh, my God, I need help. What would happen? So I'll be coming in to ask you. And not only do I want to have Schilbeckler there. I don't know at time, Rich, I set up a kangaroo court for myself and mm-hmm. said, not only do I want Shem Beckler there, mm-hmm. I want the head trainer, I want the sport administrator, I want the medical team, I want everyone there that has to make a decision yes. about what would happen to this kid if he would to raise his hand. I said, all right. I'll walk in, and you, of course I this brother from Detroit in there, of course, about, he' of the oldest white men you ever saw in your life. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Sitting in this room in Ann Arbor.
3: Anyway, and the guy introduced me and says, my God, Greg Harden, this is Schoenbechler, Schoenbechler, this is the guy I was telling you about. And Schoenbechler looks at me and says, go.
0: <laughs> that's what he says.
3: Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's, I, you know, I came to ask you questions. He says, tell me about your program. Mm-hmm. Well, needless to say, I had to tell him about what I would do mm-hmm. if I were in his shoes. And
0: did he hire you in, in that meeting? Or did you agree to be hired in that meeting? Well, uh-huh.
3: after I got through sharing with him how I would approach it, mm-hmm. and of course I was eager and enthusiastic, and I said, I need six sessions, and then he laughed. <laughs> and he says, I'll give you three. With the, you'll give me three sessions?
0: With the player you're with talking With
3: all the players. With all of them. And I get to break them up into smaller groups instead of talking to 140 people about this is what a drug, no. Mm -hmm. I said, we'll break it down. We'll break them into units and we'll separate. But each one will get at least three sessions to look at the impact on the individual, Mm -hmm. on the community, and on the team. And is that where you met Jim Harbaugh for the first time? That's the first time I ever met Jim Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh, I think, was a senior. It was 1986.
0: That was a freshman on campus. He was a senior quarterback. What was your psychological evaluation of Jim Harbaugh from first Uh, meeting him, Greg? He
3: was a unique individual, especially when he announced clearly and distinctly what was going to happen at the Ohio State (laughs) game. (laughs) Right. Yeah, and that's when, you know, it was pretty clear to me that his confidence was not an issue. There was... (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> no, I know. And then uh, I just remember on my uh, my uh, my tenure there on campus, it it basically started with um, you know the Harbaugh quarterback team and ended with Bo's final season. Did he reach out to you in his final season to talk about uh, his retirement process, minute. or were you Wait, just as you surprised as anybody? You were a journalist. I was. for the daily. I was. <laughs> I was. I covered Bo's final season, and I remember the Ohio State week. He was more chill than any of the previous weeks, and a bunch of the reporters who were, you know, hard bitten reporters who covered the team were wondering something's like, "What's going on?" Because he was really he he wanted to have story time before the Ohio State week. I remember he pulled everyone aside away from the the uh the the lunch table at the at Weber's Inn which is where he would always have his media sessions mm-hmm. and he he held it like right near a fireplace sitting in a chair and just everybody sit around and he just wanted to tell stories and he you know they beat Ohio State and then he announced he was retiring Man. Did, did that surprise you too or did he reach out that, to you during well, that I mean, process at that grade?
3: point I, I was just fascinated by being connected right to uh, Michigan football right and uh but uh Jim uh Jim was just a guy that you were just fascinated with. Mm-hmm. And he was a huge personality. and uh, But he, he was focused like a laser beam mm-hmm. on the task at hand.
0: Well, he still is, it seems, he right? He still is. Greg Harden here uh, on the Rich Eisen Show. Desmond Howard loves you, Greg. I mean, you know that. Um, I try to get him to call in to surprise you during this interview, and he's, he was shooting a commercial because he's Desmond Howard. He's probably <laughs> in the Heisman House right now. Is that your guest, Chris? Is where that it would is be right my now? best guess, Heisman um, House. So yeah. um, he loves you. He called you the secret sauce, <laughs> as you know. That's the famous phrase that you are. And, and again, Tom Brady wrote the forward for this book. You've also helped counsel Michigan athletes named Charles Woodson and um, Michael Phelps. Um, so what is the through line that you have found between these four athletes, just in, in particular, that our, this audience might be very obviously very familiar with their work and might be unfamiliar with your work with them. Well,
3: uh, right. in the book that I wrote, uh, we tell stories mm-hmm. and uh, the book is not about Michigan. Let's make it crystal clear. Mm-hmm. This book is about human behavior, human attitudes and self mastery. That's mm-hmm. where we're trying to go. So when you ask that question, it opens up the door to, what's the difference between these characters that you described who are high performance, peak performers, and the rest of us?
0: Mm -hmm.
3: Well, hungry is the first word that has to come out of your mouth. But then you add hungry and humble. That's what makes them different. These guys are hungrier than everybody you know, and they want it. They want it desperately. But they were humble enough to be... Coachable. That's what makes you coachable. Some humility where you can, where the ego can be surrendered mm-hmm. and allow someone else to give you advice, input, support, boom, boom, boom. Asking for help, that's not what the average person does. And Desmond Howard, Desmond Howard isn't sent to my office because he's in trouble or creating any problems. He, he raises his hand and says, can we talk? I said, okay, we can talk. Des Desmond Howard studied me for a year and a half before he would even talk to me. Is that right? Man, that's the most fascinating story I, I, I ever get to tell. Uh, Desmond approaches me after a summer camp. I just got through speaking to 900 high schoolers or something. Right. And he pulls me aside and, and says, can we talk? I say, sure. And he's telling me how he's not happy. And he's telling me how you know, this this opportunity isn't working out the way he thought it would, and that he was a running back in high school, and now they're making him a wide receiver, they're not even playing him, and you know, he's got people interested elsewhere. Mm-hmm. I said, oh, so you're looking for a geographical cure. What? I mean, so you think that the guys that are recruiting you, like we recruited you, are going to like, what, be different from the guys here, from the coaches here? I say, well, I'll tell you what, this. I don't know you. And, and, and if you say you were that guy in high school, I believe you. This ain't high school. Nobody cares if you leave. You haven't done anything. <laughs> so it's, I think it's like July. <laughs> I say, so if you're going somewhere else, there are no scholarships. Right. You know, your timing is really whacked out. In addition to that, if you're serious, you need to demonstrate that you are the guy. That's all good. You are, the, you are the guy that you say you are here.
0: Well, it just sounds like as well, Greg Harden here on The Rich Eisen Show, hearing this story, and obviously we know Brady's journey, and I want to get on that in a second. Charles Woodson sat in that chair and told me how uncoachable he really was and how he had to apologize to Lloyd Carr in order to get back on the field in time for an Ohio State game. He told that whole story and how his mother told him you go apologize to Lloyd when he refused to apologize to Lloyd. And were you the one who put him on the phone with his mother or that was his position coach no, who did that? Cuz uh, he that was his position coach, his right? Position so, coach. So what I'm saying is that it sounds like do you have to allow yourself to be humbled if you're not
3: If it's not your nature, if it's not in order to go to the next level for anyone that's listening to go to the next level, you have to take your humility pills (laughs) twice a day (laughs) Mm -hmm. and turn yourself into someone who is so hungry that you know how to arrest your own ego, how to make your ego your ally instead of your enemy and ask your ego, what do we have to do differently? And your ego say, hey, well, the only thing I got for you is like, you need to talk to somebody. Mm-hmm. So being able to talk to somebody, uh, Charles was the most human out of all the athletes I've worked with. Yes. The best athlete I've ever seen in my life. It's Charles Woodson. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey,
0: man. I like the gulp you just did, Bruh. too.
3: Charles Woodson, I'd be on the 50-yard line sitting, you know, just chilling and, they come out at halftime. we i think it was Iowa. We're getting beaten by Iowa. That happens. I mean, so we—it's it's, it's an its this ugly game. Mm-hmm. Charles Woodson walks past me and say, "Gee, we got this. Hmm. Gee, we got this." Hmm. But it's Charles. Hmm. But this ain't basketball. You can't like go out and score twenty points. Right. I mean, you're on defense. The look in his face, the body language. The whole nine yards says, (laughs) "We're not losing this game." Who can decide at a football game on defense that we're not going to lose the game? Charles Woodson. (laughs) Charles Woodson. (laughs) Right, but like
0: I said, he seemed to be want. he He had to be humbled, and then he said, "Like the rest was history." Once he did play in that game against Ohio State, that he apologized to Lloyd. You know, took the hard coaching whether he thought it was warranted or not. I got Greg Harden here on the Rich Eisen show. Uh, so, were you there when Brady was going through the Drew Henson stuff? That that is the beginning of a journey where, where, and you were were you counseling him when he was thing going that ever through happened that?
3: happened to, to Tom Brady was Drew Henson. Why is that? Because uh, it became clear to him that uh, I tell you this. So, Sports Illustrated called me one time and says, "We're doing a story with Drew Henson." Drew Henson, is one of the greatest kids you ever meet in your life, no doubt. And so, insanely he, he,
0: talented at the prep level in Michigan, he did everything.
3: And he says, uh, and they say, we, we, we want to talk to you about Tom Brady and, and Drew Henson. I mm-hmm. said, I'm still working at Michigan, so clearly you're not thinking this through. That's right. <laughs> right. So, like, I will not be talking about that. But I tell you what, you can quote me on this. Drew Henson was Superman. Mm -hmm. Tom Brady was Batman. Batman always thinks he can whip Superman's ass. (laughs) (laughs) You understand? Mm -hmm. He always got a little kryptonite in his (laughs) pouch. Mm -hmm. So the work that we had to do, why was Tom Brady drafted 199th pick? Well, if he's that good. Why is he sharing the limelight with a a freshman? Correct. Uh, If I'm a scout, if I'm the general manager, I'm saying, yeah, okay, he's nice. But he had to share his senior year with another guy, and he must not be that good. Mm -hmm. Look, the mindset of a Tom Brady is the only thing that got him through all that. He was heartbroken, overwhelmed by all, all of this. And you'll hear me say it. Uh, and you've heard me say it before. When Tom Brady was in my office, I shared with anyone I worked with. You come in my office, you can cry, you can complain, you can do whatever you need to do, you can you can vent. But when you walk out this office, nobody's to see you sweat. You to walk in and you to take charge and be in control of what you can control. You can't control how these coaches are making decisions. Mm-hmm. That's not your role. Your role is to be consistent. Single most important word in sports, consistency. If I asked you the single most important word sports in sports to anyone in this room, they would say A, B, C or D. But if they don't understand consistency, everywhere they come up with we can put consistently win. Well I consistently mean, boom boom boom.
0: Brady is the king of consistency. It's just that he was consistent at the most insanely high level that we've maybe seen on a football field. And yes, I know yeah. I'm talking about Jerry Rice and Jim Brown here too, okay? The, I know. I know. So he's in that he's in that pantheon. He's placed himself in that pantheon, but once upon a time he was a kid coming into your office saying, why well, do I gotta share time. Old. So when you said the best thing to happen to Tom Brady is Drew Henson, why do you say that?
3: Because it triggered and imp- Took it to the whole nother level. His mental game is the game. The mental game is the game for anyone that's listening, anyone that wants to read this book. Self-mastery is what I teach. I can't teach Tom Brady how to do anything on the football field except master his own mind, be that guy who is committed to leading as best he can Other men. You understand? Mm -hmm. And so he trained himself. To be so disciplined that no matter what happened, no matter what the decision the coaches made, he was going to be steadfast in his quest to be the best.
0: So when you see him trotting on the field for Drew Bledsoe and you see the conversation when Bledsoe was coming back that Belichick was like, what do I do? Do I go with Brady? Do I go with Bledsoe? And then that happened again after the AFC championship game that Bledsoe won while Brady got hurt. What were you thinking were you sitting there, Greg? <laughs> I'm
3: thinking they have no idea <laughs> what they're about to get. But most, of, let's go all the way to recent, current time. Please. Let's go to 28 to three at halftime in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Wait, 20 in a Super Bowl, mm-hmm. two best teams in the world. Mm-hmm. Now you know, 28 to three at halftime in a Super Bowl, it really is over. And you know you're only watching because you love Michigan and you (laughs) love Tom Brady and you just out of respect.
0: Well, he's a Patriot fan over there, so I'm sure you're very invested in what the story's about to unfold here, Chris. But
3: just think about it. It's twenty eight to three. Yes, it's over. All they have to do is be consistent, but they weren't. They had decided it was over too. The team they were playing had decided it's done. And Brady is sitting on the sideline, towel over his head, anticipating, I'm going to get back in the game. At no point is he thinking it's over. At no point can his mind comprehend the loss. Until it's a loss, it ain't a loss to him. This guy is determined to give you 100%, 100% of the time, win, lose, or draw. That's the most important lesson I've taught anyone that will listen to me. What we talked about in my office when Tom Brady was coming to see me is to give 100%, 100% of the time. That's the toughest lesson I'm going to give you. But wait a minute. Win, lose, or draw? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Until you understand win, lose, or draw. And you have seen him lose a game, but you never saw him quit? Never.
0: (laughs) So, uh, just again, just to put a fine point on this. Um, did you save Brady from quitting? Essentially,
3: well, help or help save. Obviously, he's got to
0: make the decision himself. Greg,
3: check him out. What you know? You know me. You already know me. No, know. I'm not gonna say I saved. Brady. I know that, but you I, helped. But you helped, bro. You're not gonna, We're not allowing anybody. Mm-hmm. My self worth and self esteem is not based on your decision making. How I feel about me is what I'm teaching. Yes. You've got to decide, once you can teach a person, if I can teach Rich Isaac, Yes, sir. You've got to decide with or without this environment, your life is going to be amazing. Huh? How do you tell a 19-year-old Tom Brady, you've got to decide with or without football, your life is going to be amazing? Once you make that decision... Football becomes what you do, not who you are.
0: No, and I, and I understand I put myself in a position of interviewing you, putting you in a position where you would take credit for something, and I know that was a mistake. So I'm going to come in a different direction. Yes, sir. Seeing what Brady become became, was there a part of a moment in your office where it could have gone in a different direction if he didn't find that reserve himself?
3: Absolutely. Um, Tom allowed me to convince him that his limitations are self-imposed and you must stop putting limitations on yourself. He allowed me to talk about self mastery and being so confident and so comfortable in the skin you're in that you'll never roll over because somebody else doesn't believe in you. (laughs) And so... um, he walks in my office and says, hey, I want to be the starting quarterback. He's just lost 25 pounds from acute appendicitis in an emergency operation. He's now looks even worse <laughs> than he did two months ago. Mm-hmm. And I'm straightforward. I said, Tom, I can't help you be the starting quarterback, but I can help you understand if nobody else believes in your ass, you'll believe. He said, let's start there.
0: Greg Harden, stay sane in an insane world. How to control the the controllables and thrive? Afford by the aforementioned Tom Brady, um, you can get this book August fifteenth. But pre-order. Go ahead and do that. It is worth your time, um, and it'll help you if it's something that uh, you feel you need help on. Uh, Greg, let's do this more often. Whenever you're in Los Angeles, you got a spot here.
3: Look. I'm so excited to have a chance to talk to you. I've watched your whole career. I've watched you ebb and flow and grow and grow and grow, thanks. get bigger and bigger. <laughs> <get> bigger. <laughs> but no, in all sincerity, I appreciate this time and this opportunity, and I hope that we meet again.
0: Well, we we certainly will. Um, and uh, thanks for everything that you've done. You know, for uh, for Michigan and for the most importantly, the kids that you've seen in all the sports. At the uh, the university for for, and I'm glad you took uh, you took that meeting with Bo <laughs> there from Ypsilanti going up the road. Thank you, sir. You bet, Greg Harden. Everybody, check out "Stay Sane in an Insane World." August fifteenth is when it's available, but go ahead and pre-order it right now. We're back to wrap up this show in a moment.
4: It was 96 and it was the week before the uh, Michigan Ohio State game. You know, I got to practice, I wasn't feeling well, my back was a little tight and I told the, the, the trainer, you know, my, my back is not feeling right. He was like, oh, you know what? Don't worry about it. So, you know, we're in practice and he calls me over a couple of times. Coach you know, Carr. Yeah, yeah, you know, he was like, you know, you're not paying attention. He said, hey, if you're not gonna pay attention, then you can just leave. And I turned around, I walked out the field, walked into the locker room, Put my clothes back on. And I walked to the dorm, and I was like, "Man, I'm transferring. I'm out of here." You walked out on Coach Carr and May, Michigan practice, yeah, Ohio yeah. State week, saying I'm, I'm leaving. I'm gone. Going to Coach Carr's office. You know, he asked me a question. He's like, "You think you justified yourself by walking off the field?" And I was like, "Yeah." I was like, "I, I don't. I, I don't think you had to make an example out of me." He was like, "You know what? You're not playing this week." I walked back down to Vance Beffer's office. He was like. I
2: told you, <laughs> just
4: go, go down there and just apologize. You know what? He picks up the phone. Da, 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 da. I don't know what he's doing. Uh-huh. Miss Woodson, <laughs> I told this boy to go down there and apologize, and that's all he had to do. Here, you talk to him. So I'm talking to my mom. She was like, "What's the, what's the problem? I'm like, you know, um, you know, my coach wants me to go down there, go down there and apologize. I'm like, I'm not apologizing. She's like, Charles. She said, I, I, I understand, I know I know you're, you're mad, you're angry. She said, if you're not gonna apologize for yourself, then do it for me. No, oh boy. Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> so I said, okay. I get up, I go down. Did it for mom. I did it for mom, man. Apologized to coach, he said, well, you know what? Good, Charles, you're playing this week.
0: Oh yeah. Love it when we can connect stories from guest to guest years later. Back here on the Rich Eisen show, that was that was great. Yeah. All right. Did you take a photograph of the man who said set- Tom Brady on the path of giving 100%, 100% of the time?
1: I didn't, but he recognized me from when we were. <laughs> he said he recognized your
0: head. <laughs> I rec- recognized like, that I recognized Which, that I'll hit. be honest, it's like, not oh. a compliment. <laughs> uh, do you have a top five list you want to give? I do, get? I do. All right, let's sneak
1: it in let's here. Let's sneak it in. Chris
0: Brockman's got a top five list. What is it about?
1: Okay, so this was for Monday, in case you didn't make it back from okay, the East a, Coast yeah, of yeah. time. This was a kind of a segment filler. It was. This is the top five things I'm looking forward to before NFL training camp kicks off. Okay, so So here we go. All the camps kind of kick off next week. This is kind of what we're looking forward to before. Number five. Thank you, Jay. Number five, the Open Championship. Big golf fan, Open Championship gets underway uh, tonight. Yes, it does. uh, Early morning on the East Coast, uh, over there across the pond. Looking forward to watching that uh, all hours of the day. Hopefully, Rory can get number five. Number four. Looking forward to seeing Mission Impossible: uh, Dead Reckoning Part One. I've already seen it. We've already seen the some of the clips have gone viral the last few months of Tom Cruise doing these stunts. It's amazing. The man has a death wish. He is our <laughs> greatest movie star of all time. I cannot wait to see this. I right must tell that. you, it
0: is incredible. I've seen, seen it. You've seen it. Right? I have seen it. Two it is, and a half hours is it's long. It's like doing the cardio. It's two hours and forty something oh, minutes, and, and it felt like ten. Yes, it's that good.
1: Cannot wait. Number three. You know, we got Ellie Dela Cruz fever here, Rich. Yes. The Reds are playing at the Dodgers next weekend, mm-hmm. Friday, Saturday, Sunday uh, at Dodger Stadium. I will be there for one of those days. I am really looking forward to seeing this guy in person. Okay. Although he's in the, he's like only got one for 17th or not, something right now, but not here or there. Here not or there. to
0: pick nits, but that is during training camp. But I understand. I'm excited. Thank you. Vocal. Number two. Yes.
1: Playing lots of golf. I'm out three days oh next God. week to start, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, celebrating the birthday up north, Northern California. we we'll to be playing a lot of golf.
0: Very diverse group.
1: I'm down <laughs> to – this is my crew from the Kevin Rahm Invitational okay. at Sawgrass. Love those guys. That was my crew. <laughs> Not exclusive. Joe, Joe Hayden was there.
0: That's oh. the, By the way, be careful talking about that stuff because you're technically on strike as an actor that right now. That is true. So –
1: Watch out. <laughs> I don't have a sad card yet. Okay. I, I, technically, now it's right. Number one, Rich. Yes. The burger draft is back. Oh it's God. been a four year hiatus. The last burger draft took place in 2019. Obviously, oh COVID God. in 2020, oh. 2021, 2022. We couldn't get together. The burger draft is back. It's tomorrow night oh. at 26 Beach
0: in oh Venice. Oh, my God.
1: It's back. Get ready, people. Maybe I'll live stream. Maybe we'll you live know stream. we'll hit it up. We'll we'll FaceTime you rich because I know you're you're sad you can't be attending. No, you haven't the invited Burger me. You didn't, invite me. you didn't invite me. You wanna go?
0: No. <laughs> no. But congratulations.
1: <laughs> The Burger Draft is back. Okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's my top 5. You know those people who don't you could the, the, the Burger Draft needs no music. Deserves it deserves no music. Got
1: it. What? The Burger Draft is an institution For people who don't in know Southern California. what this
0: is is you go to this beautiful uh, this burger joint that has many different hamburgers. What, what like 40 like, different types okay, of burgers. Right. Specialty so burgers. I, I would if you invited me, "Hey, let's go and have burgers at this place." I'd be like, "Great." But I I don't get to order the burger that I want. Well, you get
1: to order a burger. You have to
0: draft a but burger. It depends where you are. So you, may slotted, not, exactly, you may not exactly. It's get like to eat it's it. like an, a fantasy draft for burgers. So I might That's wind not- up getting my eighth or ninth choice of burger because of a draft order in a cockamamie construct about eating burgers.
1: Well, Reggie, you can make trades. People do make quarter burger trades. Or and I a,
0: could just go know, to a spot, add in a beer you know, with a menu, and order what i want and radically come up with the idea of eating it
1: that sounds kind of crazy
0: they are not serious people <laughs> you're, looking, you're
1: looking too deep into this no man. i'm it's not a bad, it's a
0: night of I'm camaraderie, camaraderie i'm a man with little the, time to drafting. spare because i've got too much See, stuff you going care on about your friends or and not, a sorry. red meat sort of like can't have it too often so i'm gonna have it i'm gonna have what i want not my seventh <laughs> choice because some Beep. schmohawk that you're friends with (laughs) had a draft order in front of me to eat the burger I want Uh,
1: the burger draft is back people get ready get ready get excited
0: we're going to discuss it even more look at these people I don't want (laughs) to hang out with any of them
1: (laughs) (laughs) one of them went to Michigan